0: Welcome to design party podcast this is your one-stop shop for everything product design I'm your host Antonia and for every episode I invite a design friend to co-host with me this time we have Helena from Zagreb hello hello hi hi nice nice to have you again here on this podcast we had a little break what up with you? We did have a break. Uh, not much. We actually did not have a break. We had a podcast,
1: but it wasn't uh, true. recorded well. So we yeah, kind of true. skipped that one, but I still counted because we did have a podcast.
0: We, we did record everything. And then once I started editing, I realized there is no sound coming from audio. I recorded even though I saw waveforms and then I restarted computer, restarted audition. No, it was just not working. So, yeah, it just went to shit. But um, yeah, anyways, hopefully this one will be okay. And for this uh, episode, we were thinking about talking about... Wow, what what a sentence. Uh, Design Tools (laughs) Survey 2021, which would indicate what designers are going to use this year. Anything to add here, Helena? Uh, No, it's a good topic. I'm happy to uh, talk about the topic. Yeah, so (laughs) that's all. You have uh, this website open, right? I have it open. I am ready to scroll. Would it be uh, wiser if
1: uh, we shared screen and then scrolled and then talked about it? Or we just, like,
0: catch each other? Uh, We can just scroll on uh, our computers, like, and go section by section. Like, the first one is uh, demographics. And I think we can skip that because... uh, I don't know. Well, let's talk about demographics uh, for like a quick minute demographics, here. Demographics, yeah. Um, well, so the majority the... is from
1: the United States, which is yeah. not surprising. Yeah. I think maybe South Korea is the one that's surprising for me because that's a lot for such a True. small-ish
0: country. Yeah, that, that's a little bit surprising for me as well. And also, uh, I would expect more people from India to, because it's much bigger Definitely. country than like, I don't know, United Kingdom. And or we
1: know but, for um, a fact that they have a lot of designers.
0: Yes, but cool, Uh, we have versatile audience here. And it's interesting, Mm -hmm. which title best describes your role. And product designer is definitely winning this one. And I'm very happy because, you know, you know, uh, UI UX designer is something that was used previously quite a lot, but I severely dislike this term. Um, What do you think about that? Um, I
1: think it's a, an evolutionary process of designers mm-hmm. because, I don't know about you, but I started as a web designer. That was my title as, at one point because I was designing websites. Yep. Then <laughs> I, I don't think I ever called myself a UX UI designer or a even worse UI UX designer. I hate it when it's <laughs> UI first and then UX because that's already an indication <laughs> of something. But I, I think at one point I'd called myself just a designer because uh, I design a lot of things. I don't design just products. Now I'm happy with being a product designer and that's uh, that's a good role,
0: I think. Yeah, I hope this one will stick for a long time. It's good, it's descriptive. And uh, how about we just go down to digital whiteboarding and discuss what's happening there oh wait i'm enjoying this actually uh i wanted to add one more thing that
1: i'm very happy that there are uh, smaller niche um, roles coming up like ux architects and ux researchers Mm -hmm. because people are becoming more specialized in their work and then ux architects uh actually open up things for ux to grow so it's, it's good. It's good. We have a good future as a niche and brand. And I'm not sure what I'm saying because I scrolled all over already. So <laughs> digital whiteboarding, here I am.
0: Okay, let's talk about digital whiteboarding then. Um, I see that Whimsical is definitely the one with most votes for user experience. Uh, But most popular tool is Miro or Miro. Yeah, Miro, Miro. Miro, I call it
1: Miro because it's it's what it sounds like to me.
0: So I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I call it Miro. I actually uh, asked uh, Miro team when they came to Slush um, last, uh, what was that? November or something. So a few months ago. Mm -hmm. How do you say your, like, how do you pronounce? How do you uh, say the name of the product? And then they were like, yeah, like the artist, Miro, Uh, I I think they said that. So let's stick to Miro. (laughs) Okay, Okay. let me share a few Uh, thoughts about this, or do you want to start first? Sure. No, 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 you start, you start. Okay. Okay. So I am definitely Miro hater. I really severely dislike uh, how it looks and how it works. It seems overly complicated for some things that should be quite simple. Also, interface is all in all, just visually not appealing to me. And when a tool is not appealing, I immediately hate her. I oh, it, he Jesus, from the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a brain It was important. subconscious speaking. Okay, okay, moving on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck was this? Okay, let's uh, give <laughs> one applause for subconscious thinking. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. Uh, So (laughs) Uh, next up is FigJam, which makes me super happy because I actually like using this tool and it's impressive how fast they add features. And I really like to use it Mm -hmm. for workshops or some explorations or whatnot. Do you use... uh, any of these tools that are leading? I actually
1: uh, use Whimsical and Miro because I, depending on the client that I'm working on, if I need something mm-hmm. a bit lighter, then I use Whimsical. If I need something that's a bit more complicated, then I use Miro. And I haven't used Fig Jam for my own purposes, but I have been in Fig Jams. Um, That's all I have to say. I don't entirely have preferences, but Miro and Whimsical would be the ones that I turn to. Mm.
0: I have to say, big applause for Whimsical because their user experience is really something else. I tried to use it since they launched. And I have to say, like whoever is, you know, uh, product lead there and designing product, it's just top notch product. It's so smart. I really enjoy using it. It's just um, they are publishing all or releasing features are a little bit too slow, I think. And mm-hmm. this is why uh, they are not higher up in this list. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah. good tools. Good, good list.
1: Tools. I see that there's Adobe XD here as well. Um okay Adobe XD
0: <laughs> lol okay interesting uh yeah. let's uh, scroll to UI design because this is probably the most interesting of them all mm-hmm. so <coughs> it seems that most pleasing experience is by Framer and Figma they they are tied to 4.7 mm-hmm. out of 5 stars which which is quite high yeah i understand yeah f- very high for Framer i mean It is quite pleasant tool, it's just functionalities are a little bit, you know, they are pivoting quite Mm. a lot. But... I mean, it's the I, jam. Want, I Yeah, uh, but I want you to observe, like, first three and comment a little bit. So we have uh, Figma Sketch and XD. Are we talking about those? Yes. <laughs> yes I mean, yes. you
1: know my preference here, so <laughs> this is not <laughs> is this why we're here? <laughs> is this why we're talking about yeah. this? I'm an obvious Sketch fan, you're an obvious Figma fan. We actually brought, should have brought uh, my friend from uh, my friend that uses XD, so we still have to do that one because he's still interested in a clash of the titans let's
0: totally do that it would be very interesting to have this panel where each represents one Mm -hmm. major tool and then you know just Shit post uh, like the whole time. But yeah, it seems that uh, this
1: what? Uh, nothing. I just wanted to say this is apparently going to be interesting because I use Sketch. I love Sketch. I also use Figma but I prefer Sketch because it just works so much better. That's all I have to say.
0: Well, everybody can use whatever they want. You know my standpoint on this. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's a fair But standpoint. I have to say like but but look, like, uh, if you look at this service from a few years back, you can obviously see, like, rise and fall of Sketch. Like, Sketch was untouchable a few years ago. Definitely. And literally, uh, yeah, but this but Sketch was also survey, the
1: only one a few years yeah. ago. And Sketch Yeah, pretty made- much. Figma possible so uh. I mean um products aside I'm quite tied to Sketch so I get rather emotional about it and Figma is a much larger team Figma has better support Figma is larger and that's why they grow at a faster point but I don't know I'm not really into shitting on either and I get very very annoyed every time Sketch posts something on socials people say oh, but why would I use Sketch if there's Figma like Are you (laughs) fucking retarded? That seriously makes me mad. I am quite mad right now. Very annoyed. Should we
0: uh, mention that this is not a PC podcast? (laughs) We use words that are not widely acceptable, for example, in US or something. But yeah, anyways, if you don't like it, don't listen to this. Um, Yeah. uh, Well, I agree with you. Like, Why would you purposely go to sketch uh, social media and then (laughs) write, I will use Figma? I mean... I obviously uh, don't like Sketch, but I don't bother looking at their updates or commenting whatever they post on social media. They do their thing, I do my thing. uh,
1: What was your video called?
0: Sketch is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What's so funny about that? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) My point exactly. But yeah, uh, let's... I want to comment Adobe XD for just a quick <laughs> second. I actually tried to use it a few months ago, a little bit, because I was curious what they cooked okay. so far. And I enjoy it. Like, it's it's pretty decent tool. I'm, you know, I I have certain workflow already figured out in my head mm-hmm. uh, when I'm using Figma. So it's a little bit harder to orientate around Adobe XD, but they have really interesting features and not a bad tool. I mean, it's it's interesting where are they gonna end up in few years, but uh, I have high hopes mm-hmm. for Adobe XD. The only thing that uh, I don't I like is Adobe, what?
1: No, 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 continue, please.
0: Uh-huh, okay. Uh, just, uh, you know, heads up for all the listeners. I have, like, this laggy robotic sound in my ears from Helena. So uh, I noticed that sound is lagging. So we might talk over each other. But I'm going to try my best uh, to not do that. But anyways, just to wrap up Adobe XD. So I'm not a big fan of Adobe uh, company. Um, I mean... I love their tools, but it's just if you need a certain something, it's quite expensive. If you don't use it, if you don't monetize those tools in some way, then it's extremely expensive to use them. I mean, I understand they really make good tools. um, But anyways, there are alternatives. That's another topic. But yeah, you go ahead if you had something to comment about this. Uh,
1: I wanted to say that I was uh, pleasantly surprised about... Adobe XD and their online inspector tool because you can leave comments and leaving comments is actually a delight because you get to pin where you're leaving the actual comment. It's it's cleverly made and I was just surprised with how well it was made. And then you went about uh, Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop and other products. I honestly very much dislike Adobe because they're too huge, too expensive and too unfriendly for people who don't monetize their products like you said. Uh sure. I will just plug in affinity stuff so affinity photo, designer and publisher because people use those. You don't have to have adobe and affinity works as good if not I'm not going to say it works better because adobe is adobe, but it works good enough if it's not your primary source of income.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, and also I see that Affinity Designer managed to uh, appear on this list. I remember when it got released, I was very young and I was very excited because it was an uh, alternative to Adobe Illustrator and it was one-time payment mm-hmm. and interface was extremely still pleasant. Uh, it still is. I really love it. And it's a shame that they don't want to you know, uh, tackle Figma and Sketch and Adobe XD because they are quite proficient in vector tools and i think they could you know stir some mess um in in this uh landscape of ui tools because right now i don't literally know anyone who uses affinity designer for uh for example designing mobile or web app it's more like i actually don't know what i
1: don't think they should yeah I'm, I'm no, actually why not? surprised that it's here because you have specialized tools and if something is not specialized for the need, like Sketch and Figma are, I don't think you should be using that. Like, I don't want to design in Illustrator. I don't want to design in Photoshop because it's not as good. It's not as seamless as it is with those two tools or three. Let's give XD a shot. Um. So I don't think they should be used for designing and actually uh, on topic of affinity I was kind of hoping they would release something for video editing to Ooh, yeah. go alongside Premiere uh, but I don't know if that's even possible if it's anything is in the works. I, I haven't actually checked their what they are up to in quite a while so no idea.
0: Yeah, I didn't hear that they are developing some other tool, but it would be cool if they would release like Affinity, let's say, uh, UI or something that would be, uh, you know, aimed for product designers and designing interfaces. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be quite interesting. I I think, you know what? They were the first ones to have a feature that is like a components and library. Mm -hmm. As, As this tool never really got widely used by everybody, then... You know it just stayed there but this was the first tool that had a concept of that and i love to use it and I, sometimes i actually designed some interfaces there because of this functionality really? but then other tools surfaced yeah yeah so i switched uh, affinity designer is like real really something i would really love to talk with somebody from their product team because they're doing amazing stuff it would be amazing if they would do something for product designers i think it would be you know just uh, just crazy good But anyway, it's good that
1: our next task is to find someone from Affinity uh, product design team.
0: (laughs) If anyone from there is listening, uh, not, but (laughs) if maybe somebody is listening, (laughs) uh, hook us up. Let's talk with Affinity or actually their company is called Serif. Um, But it's interesting is operating systems used for designing lately. I Mm -hmm. think Figma actually unlocked design for people who don't have money to buy Mac. And uh, that's good because not everyone can afford Mac. And now you have a professional tool available in your browser or natively in your operating system. So I find that quite, quite amazing. I I love that about Uh, Figma.
1: Yeah definitely from that s- uh, side of view uh, figma is opening things up for windows but i see that xd is quite high there so that's okay too shall we
0: proceed to next section prototyping Team
1: sizes or the prototyping
0: prototyping yeah i would like not to stretch this episode because we could probably talk <laughs> about all these tools yeah. and trends and what's going to happen like next 3 hours but yeah anyways uh, when it comes to prototyping thing in uh yeah,
1: yeah, this go font ahead. is called sp- space grotesque that's all that was a uh, necessary information
0: i have to be honest because i have shit sound uh i didn't hear what you said i said this font is called space grotesque space gr- ah you're commenting oh my god like i think that the sound is deteriorating i don't know why you and me always have these like technical issues but um <laughs> l- l- i will figure this out one day one day i'm gonna do it but anyways, if you proceed to prototyping, um, I am here. List.
1: Uh, prototyping. I don't do this. Yes, I do. No. So no is very small. The yes is very large. And people mostly use Figma, Adobe XD, Envision, and ProtoPie is the most like one with 4.6 yes oh my god my
0: voice is also going away now (laughs) everything is falling apart (laughs) helena help help i'm i'm Um, sorry
1: we're not even halfway done so i'm just gonna keep talking (laughs) now you nod i'm gonna if you nod twice that's yes also, uh, I'm, one gonna other thing. I'm not sure if you can hear it. My cat is meowing. He's literally yodeling.
0: Unfortunately, <laughs> I cannot hear because your microphone is uh, so good that it repels all the sounds that come not from I, your mouth.
1: <laughs> I very much hope so. Uh, so prototyping, um, I actually don't do much prototyping because I usually give it to other people to do. Um, that's my thing. I like clicking on prototypes. I like talking about prototypes. I do not like doing them.
0: Why Why not?
1: I don't know, I prefer designing, I prefer problem solving, and then when you have to actually get things done, um, that's not something I enjoy. I never did enjoy prototyping, and uh, since I usually work in teams, There's always somebody that loves doing something that I hate doing. And that's my prototyping story.
0: Okay. What's your Um, prototyping story? Well, my prototyping story is I love prototypes because they help me understand if my solution is actually working or not. And also I enjoy making these micro animations and transitions and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So ProtoPy is my go-to tool for making like badass Mm -hmm. prototypes. But of course, I use Figma if I need to quickly you know, create a story around certain project that we are working on and, you know, show to developers product lead and so on. It's easier to tell a story. Uh, Mm -hmm. When it comes to other tools like Adobe XD, no, don't use it. And I wonder who uses InVision. Probably InVision designers. Um,
1: you no, there's a lot of people who still use InVision because it's easy to use with Sketch. And the principle, I actually used it quite a bit before, but since I've decided I'm not going to prototype, uh... I just stick with Sketch uh, and or Figma, so I don't even use Protopie. I do the most basic prototypes that you need to do. um, And then if there's anything more elaborate needed, then somebody else does it.
0: Yeah, seems fair. Um, I used to use Principle quite a lot. And I also write Mm -hmm. one plugin for Figma and Principle. Uh, that mm-hmm. makes prototyping a little bit easier. However, with protopy in picture, I kind of forgot about principle. It, it doesn't excite me anymore at all because I can do everything in protopy. Of course, some features are still missing like timeline scrubbing, but hopefully that will... Um, hmm. Show up soon. Yeah, I think that soon that's enough. all when it comes to prototyping. How about some handoff? Do you like Hand handoff? Off.
1: I actually uh, like handoff. I like doing handoff because I like uh, talking to developers. Um, And honestly, lately, I've just been using Sketch without any additions because Sketch handoff has become very nice. I know I'm tooting the horn and you want to toot the other horn so you can get to toot the other horn. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to toot my horn because my horn is also good. Um, So yeah, Sketch worked a lot on their proto-proto. On their handoff tools um and it's actually fun to use it's easy to use and the comments are coming soon in a bit of a different way and that's going to be exciting
0: okay um i'm using figma the same way you're using sketch to handoff also comments in figma are quite useful and efficient but you know i do handoff also using video calls and Slack messages. So, you know, just these pictures and uh, endless comments in Figma are not super helpful always. So it's best to just quickly discuss it with visual aid. Yeah. But you know what? Okay,
1: here's an idea. Uh, Yeah, uh, go ahead. Loom for handoff. How about that one Uh, to scroll through the to scroll through your screen? And then talk on okay. Loom about what you mean. I think that ah. would be a good one. I have not used it. But now that I thought of it, I feel like a genius.
0: Uh. I'm googling that. Loom, async video messaging for work. Show it, say it, send it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so basically the
1: concept is you scroll through it, you have your little um, face on the screen and it records mm -hmm. your video, it records your screen, it records your audio and whatever you're showing on the screen, it's like a presentation. I think for free, you can have five minute videos. So it's good to show something quickly and then you get the person's reaction, you get to see their face. uh, So I think that would be a good one also
0: yeah uh, honestly i think that okay so like this tool useful definitely but i think having like Mm. extra tool for uh, doing such thing is like super overkill because You can just record your screen while you're talking and send it to Slack or put it in Confluence or whatever documentation tool you use. How about that?
1: Fair point, fair point. Overkill, maybe, uh, but also could be useful.
0: Yeah, I'm going to check it out. But it seems like uh, by scanning their um, site, it seems that they also want to be like some sort of wiki. And then you can put, or no, this is like somebody okay, the, their uh, videos are a little bit confusing on their website. But it seems that this is a great tool for those who have no idea about video editing or audio engineering, mm-hmm. a- anything like that. Uh, so that's that's great for, for many, many, many people. But for example, I would just use uh, ScreenFlick, which is a screen recording tool and, you know, uh, it can show what buttons you pressed, your clicks, uh, record sound, anything you want. So it's mm-hmm. one-time payment and super easy to use you can export it in millions of formats and i think that may be even useful than, than this tool but okay we digress a little bit okay okay uh, fair
1: point fair point uh i think it's okay to have options
0: yeah yeah for sure but i'm still interested like shocked uh, to see zeppelin here yeah like that still tool alive. still exists that's like I mean. so redundant tool these days but okay, it's I mean, a it's a tool.
1: Maybe, uh, maybe it would be interesting to see 2022 because things have changed in the end of 2021, and then I don't know when well, this information was sourced.
0: So this this survey was published uh, in the end of uh, last year for the whole year mm-hmm. so next one will be like for this year at the end of this year so right now we can see yeah. where trends are heading and then you know by our comments here we can see if we were right if uh, we're using the right tools and all of that <laughs> but I think Zeppelin will definitely lose on popularity here uh, throughout this year, agreed. more and more. Agreed, agreed. Also in vision and also abstract. Uh, moving on. Abstract. Let's okay. go to the next one. And that's my favorite one. Design systems.
1: Yay! <laughs> uh, Yo. Okay, so design systems. Uh, Figma sketch and XD. And my secret love notion is here as well, though. So. I don't know if they that's a secret. W- they weird I tools
0: here. I have to say, this should be more granular because Notion and Figma are oh, so um... different tools. They shouldn't be on the same list.
1: Yeah, but um I guess it's a, a loose definition of design systems. I I think one is more as components and everything, but yeah. Yeah, I because mean, zero Notion is here as well, so yeah. It's it's different applications.
0: And Storybook for that matter, it's like a completely coding tool. So all these tools are competing for like first place, but they are definitely not in the same, the same, like, space. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like um, to see so yeah. next year. Yeah, I would like to see next year um, design systems, like uh, front end, as in code, design systems, mm-hmm. documentation, and design systems, like uh, front end code, like code libraries. So we have Storybook there and some other tools. Maybe Storybook is the only one that people use these days. I'm not sure
1: probably um, um i would yes. agree because design systems aren't that simple and a no. good design system requires all three um yep. yeah
0: have you ever used Anything uh, else? zero height have i
1: ever used zero height i think for one product i did oh you did how was that Yeah, Um, it was actually quite enjoyable, and the end result was good enough. And then I got taken off the product, and that was it. It was a short stint.
0: Okay, well, that's sad. I mean, it looks like a good product, but um, I never actually used it with real design. I opened it just to Mm -hmm. click around, and that was it. But yeah, it seems that people, well, it's mostly designers are answering this survey, Figma is definitely, like, by far the first place they would put a design system when it comes to visual side it
1: has it's because of the the tool that they use so you're not gonna Mm -hmm. have your design system in figma and your files in sketch or vice versa yeah
0: exactly and then storybook and zero height for documentation and like coding library Mm -hmm. so i think that will uh, continue to grow definitely
1: yeah, 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 definitely.
0: Woof look, there is a Confluence on that list. Ew. <laughs> <Brr>. Chills. <laughs> Let's move on quickly on to that. versioning. <laughs> 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 I have uh, nightmares from Confluence. Moving on, moving on, versioning. Moving on. Um, yes. Let's roll.
1: It's interesting What's to see how many your people... What's
0: choice? Uh, I will tell you, but it's interesting to see this pie chart, with, which says, do you even use versioning? And then actually quite a lot of people uh, are saying, no, I don't do this. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is because... For example, Figma does that for you. Or is it some other reason? But um, yeah, Figma is again on the first place because they just have automated versioning. You don't have to think about mm-hmm. it. Google Drive is the second. Wow. Uh, can you comment <laughs> this? This is just... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I I think I have worked on one or two uh, projects where I did use Google Drive. It was odd, but it was something. And then you just it's like when you walk into a room and everybody is doing something very weird and then you just do it with them and you're like okay this is how we do it now Uh, so yeah
0: what's interesting for me here is google drive is the second but then abstract is I don't know like millionth in this list which is basically version control for sketch right
1: because sketch started doing their own version control
0: ah oh i didn't hear about that what you're
1: seeing here is where zeppelin's gonna be
0: okay but i wonder what's the like business plan for abstract because they started off sketch and they are dependent on Sketch for this um, functionality they offer. So if Figma, oh sorry, <laughs> if Sketch implements this, you can't even uh, say it. <laughs> I can't even say it. I am like, Figma. S-f- <laughs> 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 yeah it will be It i, I think abstract is uh, gonna shut down uh, their doors or it's gonna become like envision uh, like it's gonna be there but nobody will use it yeah um that's my prediction yeah
1: i'm actually happy that there are a lot of internal tools which mm-hmm. means that people are working on their own stuff
0: i would like to see example of that because like are you developing versioning? Like that seems odd. <laughs> <laughs> that okay, seems okay. Odd. I
1: have a joke here. Internal tool, uh, Notion. I, <laughs> I keep all of my files in Notion. <laughs>
0: But that's a smart idea. I mean, it's uh, searchable, it's on cloud. and But what kind of files do you put there? Like sketch files? Uh, yeah. Or like if you're what? working in Figma, then
1: I would save the file, upload it to Notion <laughs> and then download it and then work on it. Save. Yeah. Well, you have to do it the extra hard way. I can see your face. <laughs> it's a face of disbelief. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. well i like to use uh only the least amount of tools in my workflow or <laughs> tools i use less happy i am so yeah uh, if i can open up just two tools to make my work happen i'm happy yeah, I, I don't see myself ever uploading fig files anywhere to work with them uh, on some other device or somewhere else i don't know but okay whatever know. works you never know but you never know. Uh, For I don't now do I don't need to. I, I do no? not to do
1: that. I'm now putting a disclaimer, I do not do that. It was just an idea <laughs> of what's possible.
0: Aha, uh-huh, Okay, because I thought that you're doing that and I was like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> <laughs> why? It was almost like, I'm like gonna like have friendship to... over. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to like have intervention after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, Uh, let's move on uh, to user. By the way, so
1: much of our uh, cutting this episode short, uh, so let's get a move on. Oh shit,
0: we are already talking for 38 minutes. Oh my god. Yeah,
1: user testing. Um, A lot of people don't do user testing, which is worrying. Uh, a lot of people don't use software for user testing which is also concerning because what do you do then? Do you just talk to people in person because you do not. It was COVID time. We know what you did and that was not user testing. Well I think maybe in this case
0: they're just uh, sourcing users from somewhere and then they're just firing up any uh, video call tool such as Zoom or Google Meet. Yeah but
1: check the first thing, it's Zoom. So the most popular user testing tool is Zoom. So if you are using any tool, then it's Zoom.
0: Well, I guess so. Um, Yeah, interesting. Uh, Well, who knows? Like, it would be interesting to see raw data. I think uh, Mm -hmm. uh, it's possible to download somewhere. But I'm shocked that Zoom is the primary tool. I'm, I'm like absolutely shocked here. Are you?
1: Why? Uh, not so much. I'm actually shocked that... I mean, I'm not shocked, but I hate it. I hate uh, Google Meet because it barely works. I hate Microsoft Teams because they make my laptop want to die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like using um, Optimal Workshop and I like using Maze because they're not asynchronous. They are asynchronous, so I don't have to do too much work that way. But for video conferencing, I am pretty much using Zoom. I know you're an around uh, fan, but Zoom yeah, but works I use well. Zoom all the time.
0: Okay. Why are you um, shocked then? I'm shocked because. This like Zoom is a video call tool. It's not meant for user testing, so it means that uh, people are not people are actually figuring out some custom workflows in order to mm-hmm. document their research. So I'm very curious to see how do they actually do that. Because for example, we use Lookback in Vault for some things Mm -hmm. and it's very neatly put there in their cloud so you can easily find what you're looking for you know it's searchable everything is there you know if you Mm -hmm. want to have some um if you want to watch some video from user testing you just go there if you want to do some testing you can just use their tool for user testing it does all the work for you mm-hmm. and with zoom you need to record it you need to remember to record it and then you need to put it for example in google drive or somewhere and then you need to document it for example in confluence so that you did that and <laughs> um, it seems like a lot of work and user research is quite deep topic and I'll, I love these tools like Maze um, and other mm-hmm. tools that actually function as a repository for your search. By the way, uh, I think one new tool will show up in this list uh, when we get this uh, survey, but for 2022, mm-hmm. uh, Sprig. Have you ever heard of Sprig? Again, please. Sprig. <laughs>
1: Okay, because you said it two times and both times it cut off on the...
0: Sprig, (laughs) sprig, sprig,
1: sprig, sprig, sprig. sprig. Uh, I have not heard of it. I will now look it up.
0: I actually had a chat with them uh, yesterday. Ooh,
1: What did they say?
0: It's interesting tool. So basically you can do contextual user research within your app. So you don't have to find users that satisfied your criteria but you just implement their library for example in your mobile app and then at the right moment for certain percentage of users or whatever you trigger this mm-hmm. uh, very simple survey in a form of a for example bottom sheet and then they answer so we actually got answer mm-hmm. from your users like the best audience you can find you don't have to uh, like hire agency or whatever to to figure out perfect mm-hmm. user for whatever you are testing i like it a lot i hope to try it it seems very promising mm-hmm. uh, but yeah actually no you know what i wanted to comment This call seems like we are using yogurt cups with a uh, thread (laughs) and talking. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like, what? What? What did you say? Maybe we should have,
1: uh, maybe we should go back to writing stuff. (laughs) That would be a written podcast.
0: Yeah, written podcast as blog.
1: No, you have to call it a written podcast, because that sounds fresh.
0: That <laughs> sounds fresh. We, we should start a new startup, like written podcasts. And then <laughs> yeah. just write your podcast. So we
1: can talk banter, but the underlying important context is actually written.
0: That's, that's, that's the ge- genius, genius idea. Genius. Or, genius. or how about... <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you know this uh, app called Blinkist? Yeah. I so Blinkist it today. uninstalled.
1: Yeah. You don't use it. Why? I know, because I don't use it. You have to actually use it to get value from it, but I did not use it. I used it a bit when it was fresh and I was kind of enjoying it. And then I think the fact that, that all of them were read in like three to four voices uh, mm-hmm. was something that threw me off because it was kind of difficult to concentrate on the content. And I would uh, assign a voice to a type of content and then I couldn't focus on what was being said.
0: Well, uh, I don't know how it actually works. I only tried it. Uh, I did one review of that app. But imagine this tool, mm-hmm. but for podcasts. So well, you they can... actually
1: have a part of uh, uh, there is shortcasts where they take an hour long podcast and then they tell you what's up in the long podcast. Ah,
0: so my million dollar idea is already utilized. Noise. Yes. Noise. In the
1: app that you wanted to rip off. Be heavily inspired ah. with. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I suggest, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I suggest uh i suggest that we wrap up here because scrolling through the through the rest of the survey it seems that uh rest uh, sections are for user research and um, mm-hmm. maybe it requires completely separate episode just to talk about user research because it's so broad and we are not primarily mm-hmm. researchers Researchers,
1: we are designers. Yeah. I agree, I agree, I agree.
0: So I think maybe it would be fun uh, to find some researcher and, you know, make them join talk our little them. podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I would just like to
1: scroll down to the bottom and to the section that's called Most Exciting Tools of 2022, which is the year we are in. Yeah, uh, oh, the right. The first one is Figma, followed by Framer, followed by FigJam, Protopie, Webflow, which we did not mention mention whatsoever. Uh, XD, Maze, Sketch, Dovetail, which we did not mention whatsoever. Miro, Spline, which I love. Blender, what? But fine. <laughs> uh, Azure, UX Pin, which I forgot was alive. And Notion. And others. I wonder what others are. We will see in the next year.
0: <laughs> I love this passive-aggressive review that we just had. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will. Which no. was passive-aggressive? <laughs> you know what? This will be the title of this episode: passive-aggressive uh, review of tools. <laughs> I will totally make that. <laughs> That's a
1: but, good uh, please. title. I think it's uh, catchy.
0: <laughs> it's catchy. Uh, but please do tell. Which tools from this list and, you know, some of your tools, do you find most exciting in this year? And why?
1: Um, I would definitely say Spline because I really really want to use Spline. I did not use Spline enough and it makes me happy because it's a small tool that can do a lot and I think it has a bright future because the trends are moving towards 3D and that's what Spline is.
0: Yeah I'm just looking at their also website. Notion. I have never seen that.
1: I actually told you a couple of times about it.
0: Well I can't remember everything you said to me. <laughs> you need to send me links and then <laughs> luckily
1: we have recorded of what we speak about so i can probably find it
0: (laughs) i mean it sounds familiar but i never seen this website
1: no spline is spline is a very very fun tool and i suggest people try it at least for fun if nothing else because it's good it's good that things like that exist oh can i plug in one tool which is not exactly a tool but it's a platform uh contra for freelancers or for independence as they call it uh, i think contra is doing good things and i think contra is working hard to become something
0: yes even i heard of that and i'm definitely not a freelancer not even close i think i i made a profile there but you know what i honestly dislike these hubs of people Mm -hmm. and resumes and and stuff like that because it only works for like one percent of those who joined early or those who i don't know do something with their profile constantly but for everybody else, it's absolute garbage. Nobody will ever find you or contact you. Actually true. Yeah. So,
1: but I think let's see they, what they are do. doing good because they're creating a community. And they're trying to pivot people towards um, independent work. They actually had like a review of this kind about independent work, which I will share with you. It's a bit heavy on the browser, but it's fun to look at. It's pretty.
0: Okie dokie. Well, we can discuss uh, this offline then. I, I, I was just logging into Contra yeah. and now I realized that I did not create account there. But yeah, I don't want to proceed with that. Who cares? Is there some other, other tools that's exciting for you from this list? Uh, no. How about you? Um, okay. So going from top Figma. Yes, I'm very curious what is uh, cooking in Figma Kitchen. I really hope this year they will improve comments a lot more. I fucking hate them. They're so horrible. They made recent update with comments. Everything broke. Uh you need to restart Figma and hopefully it will appear for you. But yeah, just like fix comments. Mm-hmm. Like that's a sore point. And also, uh, these drop downs for styles, like, can you make it smaller, Figma? So I need to use my magnifier to see what's happening there. Like, I want to see search layers. I want to quickly add and apply with Shift-I styles as well, not just search for components, uh, make detachable and um, also bigger, uh, like, color drop down like styles drop down Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe even like pin favorites or most used ones like uh, something so I don't have to scroll through the list constantly please somebody if if it's listening Mm -hmm. uh, like please do it um and so on uh framer uh, i actually got access to framer sites and i'm looking forward to trying them i'm just revamping my portfolio and i'm interested to see what sites do for you because maybe then i will not code it by hand even though i just finished it uh but maybe <laughs> i will use framer sites let's see very interesting fig jam mm, doesn't really uh, excite me that much because i rarely do workshops but i would like to do a little bit more workshops so, so who knows um, dovetail seems very interesting this year i want to polish and hone my research skills so like tools like that excite me a lot and blender is quite exciting because recently i decided to try uh, to do some 3d modeling and maybe even animation but yeah primarily modeling and since blender is open source and free um, I'm looking forward to any update they have to make it a little bit easier for beginners. But let's see. And on this list Notion, I really... <laughs> you know what? You know, when you have this tool that you really want to use, but it always repels you in a way like because of something like slowness of notion is something that's like so unsexy for me that I just stop using it after one day I don't know I have no
1: comment do not speak to me or my notion ever again (laughs) but uh, you know I like to use like yeah I, I mean I understand um I adapted to it and I think I've been using it long enough to accept everything it has. So the good sides, the bad sides. And they're actually working on it. Um so it is exciting for me. Yeah. I didn't I think, think for me we were talking I'm... about tools we already use and love. So I skipped those.
0: Oh, okay. Well, they wanna go back and talk about those? No, Not I'm fine. Uh, I'm excited for twenty twenty two. This is my excited yeah. face. And to kind of wrap it up, I would like to share a thought or two about upcoming tools and the shifting of the tools landscape this year. I think we will see a lot more of uh, research tools, a lot more of Mm -hmm. novelty there. I don't think we will see too much new features in UI side of things, but more in crunching data in... um, doing this service, research, and so on. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, uh, I actually
0: agree. I would
1: also like to see more uh, data input tools. So into UI tools. Uh, so I have some raw data I it in my UI tool because I want to work with that type of data. So I would like to see more of that. Uh, And uh, like you said, UX research is growing, which is only good for us. And I think prototyping could work uh, better in this year.
0: Also, it just popped to my mind, uh, there is not a single word Mm -hmm. about UX copywriting, which is not something uh, we necessarily do. I
1: mean, maybe you're just not following it. uh, But UX writing is again growing and there have been a couple of something I think I stumbled on a UX writing hub UX writing hub so it's a thing where you go if anybody is interested in UX writing go to UX writing hub because it's a education platform for UX writing and I know there's a guy who works in sketch uh called Jurgen, who is a UX writer, and he does um, a couple of podcasts, or he does appearances here and there, and then he talks about how important it is. Because I follow him, I have it on my radar, so it's not something that's uh, that's under the radar for me.
0: Hmm. I think we should uh, talk about copywriting and microcopy mm-hmm. uh, in some of the future episodes, mm-hmm. because As product designers, we do quite a lot, like quite a lot skills under one roof. And um, for me, most important things are like tools that localize, that make localization possible, like phrase, syntax or Mm -hmm. whatever some other tools are, because, for example, Uh, with phrase, yeah, you can do everything, but then, you know, syncing with design, because, you know, that's also important to have in sync with the app. So all these workflows are definitely very important and should be discussed uh, a bit more. But anyways, I think uh, I'm done (laughs) with this passive aggressive review. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: The passive aggressive (laughs) review is the most fun review. Uh, it's better than aggressive aggressive review which is just nasty Uh, but I'm actually quite excited about the localization part and I think we should make an episode of it even if it's a short episode because Mm -hmm. it's an important thing especially if you work on tools like yours or products Mm -hmm. like yours which cover a lot I worked on a couple which required uh, left to right and right to left reading so Mm -hmm. that was an interesting thing too and it's a good topic
0: it's a good topic i mean i can share quite a lot um on that topic because in volt we have languages that you know don't use latin alphabet that are right to left mm-hmm. you know it's you know everything that you can imagine that have diacritics that this and that so it's quite something to get a hold of it stop but thank you yeah, everyb-
1: no don't spoil <laughs>
0: No, (laughs) I will not spoil. I just wanted to sign us off and say thank you everybody for listening uh, this uh, episode. It was quite fun to go through tools. I actually discovered a few uh, thanks to Helena. And now I will pass the mic to Helena to completely sign us off.
1: Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Join us next time in something that's going to be fun and exciting. And uh, feel free to say which which tools you love because or which tools you passively, aggressively disagree with. Because we love those types of reviews, apparently. That's all. Um, see you next time. Bye.